This is Liam Hendricks, and you're watching Crosstown Crosstalk on the Barroom Network. Some may find the following disturbing. Discretion is advised. Every summer in Chicago, the sunshine spotlights the city's spectacular skyline, its luxurious lakeshore, marvelous monuments, and the over 200 neighborhoods in the city. And it also brings to light two of the greatest sports franchises in the world. On the north side, it's the Cubs. On the south side, it's the White Sox. This is Crosstown Crosstalk. Hello and welcome to another very exciting episode of Crosstown Crosstalk presented by the Barroom Network here with a very special 11 a.m. edition of the show. My name is Vinny Parisi and I apologize to those loyal Crosstown Crosstalk listeners that we were not around last week unnoticed, unannounced. It was just a little bit of an issue that we dealt with, but we are back and ready to rock. And there's nobody that I'd rather help me on this show today. Then my good friend, my co-host on South Burbs Hitman Podcast, amazing White Sox follow on Twitter, Mr. At Joe Mandel. Joe Mandel, how What's are you up? Doing? What's going on, Van? How you doing, man? Good. How about you? How about you? Living the dream, amigo. Living the dream. Uh, it's nice to see this White Sox team kind of coming together, at least right now. Absolutely. I noticed you've copied my bid. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it's just a Thor quote. When Captain America comes down, or when Thor comes down and he looks at Cap and he goes, I notice you've copied my beard. And then Cap does. <laughs> Another. Another. <laughs> horse. Um, love, uh, Thor. love it. Love Thor. Um, Joe, what's going on, man? We we, we had a very interesting episode of <laughs> Southbird Pittman on Monday where the White Sox were like coming off a stinky weekend against the Houston Astros. And since then, they've only won. Talk to me about it. Yeah, man, it's 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 the story of this team this year. I think you know. Last week we were down in the dumps so much so that we talked about a little bit of White Sox in the beginning of the show, and the whole second half of the show we talked about video games, movies, and whatever. Um, but the bats are alive. The home run ball is very, very alive. Luis Roberts on fire. Jake Berger doesn't stop hitting home runs as we discussed as we predicted on the show on Monday and Gavin Sheets gets ejected for showing some fire on a terrible, terrible, terrible strikeout call yesterday. Yeah. I mean, sometimes umpires deserve to hear it. And I think mo- I'm anti umpire at this point. I think they're all dumb, but Travis, yo, yo, yo. Um, I am pretty anti umpire on almost every occasion now. And that was just one of the worst things I've ever seen. It, I will give credit for the frame because it was a hell of a frame job, but man, oh man, that's a terrible call. Yeah, hundred percent. And listen, I love a good catcher that could buy a call, but there's somewhere it's just like you know what you did and you don't deserve it. Um, mm-hmm. Credit to Gavin Sheets, though. How about all the friends of the program just hitting home runs just left raking. and right for the last week? Gavin Sheets, we got to interview him. Jake Berger got to interview him. 
Liam Hendricks, he's coming back soon. I mean, the vibes are high around the White Sox right now, but does it kind of annoy you, Joe Mandel, when they win two in a row and people are like, they're back. I mean, they're only eight games out. Like, they can make this thing happen. A nice 10-game winning streak will have them right back in it. They have three less wins than the Cubs. Yeah, it's annoying, um, especially because how infuriating it is because they had such bad performances and then they look amazing. And it's just that's what you get with this team this year. Like, I can't get my hopes up too high. I will enjoy the home run balls. I will enjoy Gavin and Jake raking. I will enjoy the the clubhouse celebrations, the home run celebrations for what they are. Um, but until this team can rattle off six or seven in a row, uh, I'm I'm not willing to say they're back. I hear you. I'm out on the playoffs. You know I've been that way for basically since like the third week of the season. I'm out on playoffs. What I'm in on is having fun for the rest of the summer. I like seeing Jake Berger turn himself into a major league baseball player. And that is exactly what he is. He got over a thousand OPS. I like seeing Andrew Vaughn try to turn himself into not a bust, right? Like let's get that OPS up. Let's play some better first base. Like there's no pressure on you anymore, Andrew. Like there's, they're not trying to win right now. Uh, Gavin cheats. You can be a premier left-handed like platoon bat in this game. Like good for you. Let's see Lucas Giolito, if he can move on to another team and, you know, rake. T.A., what's up with him? Let's get him back going again. If they keep him, they keep him. If they don't, they don't. There are things to enjoy about this team. They're not not the A's. I will say that. I'm not trying to sound like I'm pumping anyone's tires. I hate what's happened to the White Sox in the last two years. But they are not the A's. There is a reason to watch them. There are multiple reasons to watch them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean – the last two nights have been very entertaining and I could don't think I was able to say that very much this year in general. So uh, it gets me excited to be going to the game tomorrow. Um, But it's also rain in the forecast, so it might get a little soggy. We'll see. Yeah. It's going to be a bit moist down there with is moist. Michael on the mound for this moist (laughs) game. Yeah. Moist Michael and some moist weather going up against Zach Granke. Who's one in four with a five year. Now, now hear me out. You sweep the Guardians today. You're 17 and 28. Then you sweep the Royals. You're 20 and 28. And you're right there for the division, at least second place. I mean, I know it's crazy. Division's brutal. This division sucks. Talk to me about your analysis of the Twins and the Tigers and the Guardians. Dude, it's so funny you bring this up because this morning I was on. I was getting ready to go to the, I'm going to the game tomorrow. So I'm like checking out standings and I'm checking out everything and I'm, I'm pulling it up on my phone as we speak, but I'm looking at the division record. I'm like, this division sucks. They stink. I mean, the, the twins are four games over 500. They're in first place by three and a half games. Then you got three team, two teams in front of us in, in the line, the lions, the tigers and the guardians, both 19 wins. 19 and 22 for Detroit, 19 and 23 for the Guardians. Then you have us stinking it up at 16 and 28, and the Royals at 14 and 31, who got three of those wins and four of those wins in a sweep against us last weekend. So, boy, they stink, and everything is within reach with this. I, I, I can't, I can't say I'm like you, Vinny. I can't say that we're out on the playoffs because of how bad the division is like we could finish one game over 500 and make the playoffs in this division. I want to be wrong. 
I Ooh, I want to be wrong. You're probably right, but it's I don't know. It the division stinks so bad. It does stink. And I'm about to tweet this because while you were talking, I just uh realized something. Every team in the division is five and five in their last ten. <laughs> That's amazing. I don't think I've ever seen every team in a division have the same last 10. Because I do think last 10 is very important. There's a reason they show it on the standings. It's a very a good indicator of where you are right now. You know, if you're 9-2 and two or 9-1 and one in your last 10, not a math guy, um, you know, you have a good shot. And the Twins are okay. I'm not going to sit here and act like the Twins are like this garbage team. But they're the worst first place team, probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, where are you on the Tigers? The 19 and 22 Tigers, who they have a lot of young players. Spencer Torkelson's starting to hit a little bit. Yeah. Um, is that Maverick barking? <laughs> we have Mavin. We have my in-laws' dog Bush, and he's barking right now. Uh, the, garbage, the garbage trucks are coming by. Of course, they're coming by during your show. Oh, dude, I. Dogs barking is a staple of like this home podcast type of thing. Like I love it, but I was like, I don't think I've ever heard your dog bark ever, and so that's yeah. why I was confused. Bush. He does bark, but that's Bush. That's Bush with the deep bark you're hearing. Bark or Bush, mm-hmm. shut up! Doing a show over here. That's Bush right. Light. But yeah, thoughts on the Tigers? Do you have any? I think they're awful. I think they're an awful baseball team. Um, I think the white, they're not even close to the talent that the White Sox have, which is scary that they have a better record than us right now. Second but in the again, <laughs> yeah, I know it's 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 disgusting. Um, I think the Sox really had a really rough schedule to open up the year. I'm not saying that they're not a bad or okay team, but the line I keep calling them the Lions because I can't stop thinking about NFL football. Uh, the Tigers, the the Tigers are just awful and. I think they're probably going to finish well below 500. Javi Baez is one of the worst signings of the last, I can't even tell you, the last decade, what they gave him in Detroit. And he shot himself in the foot with the Cubs, not taking that mega offer. Um, I think Detroit probably finishes. I'm going to give you a hot take. I think they finish in last behind Kansas City. Wow. I like it. Bringing in the steam. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully Don Burr is watching. Your Tigers stink, bro. They stink. Watch, watch the Sox finish last. <laughs> I, I don't. They, they're gonna finish in third or better, right? Like the division's I probably so. gonna go Minnesota, Cleveland, Chicago is my guess. But I would love, I would love for them to sweep the Guardians, feel great about themselves. And then move into this weekend series, feeling hope for redemption against the Royals, who took three or four from them last week. And, you know, it was in their ballpark. You know, give credit where it's due. They won three out of four in their own ballpark. But, uh, man, it would be fun to see the White Sox, like, right the ship there, right? Oh, yeah. And that series was killer, dude. If they won one more of those games, then they could be, like, really pushing for, like, hey, if we sweep them again this week. Like, we'll be in a really good spot with that extra game. It's going to elude them now. And with Dylan Cease on the bump today, it's certainly possible to take that sweep. So 
It is possible. Now, what's your take on Dylan Cease for those crosstown listeners that aren't in on South Burbs Hitman on Monday night? Because I do feel like the audiences are pretty different. Um, yeah. Because, you know, of the daytime, nighttime shift. I mean, I'm sure there are people that listen to both, but people who listen to both won't mind hearing some double Joe Mandel Dylan Cease analysis. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> Dylan Cease, of course, Cy Young candidate last year. Good start to the year with the first three starts. And then the command just kind of went off the rails. Uh, he's not able to locate pitches the way that he was all of last year. That's a little troubling for me. His slider is not quite as slidery as it was last year. It's not as devilish, but I will say it's still a hell of a pitch. Um, and I think, I think Devin, Devin, I think Dylan's going to iron out the kinks here over the next, you know, two, three starts. Hopefully today he's just locked in. But um, I think by the time you get to the end of May, early June, you're going to see Dylan Cease hit that stride and kind of clean up that command a bit because he has moments throughout his season. I mean, there were a couple starts last season where his command was shaky, but his problem is he can't go past five this year. Um, Every single, it seems like every single start, he goes five innings, five innings, five innings, and then the bullpen has to do a ton of work. We all know Dylan doesn't want that to happen, and I know it's a goal of his is to go longer in the games. So I think you're going to see that here, uh, hopefully starting today. Absolutely. And earlier in the series, we saw Lance have a good start. And I know me and you are both big Lance guys. Um, yeah, I was. Of, I feel like now this year it's kind of tapering off a bit. But Yeah, of course. But, like, we love Lance Lynn the dude, right? Like, I, I, Joe, I wanted to win with Lance Lynn so bad. I think I tweeted that earlier yeah. like i i wanted to see him hoist a world series trophy in a white Sox uniform so like he was one guy where that i was like so able to rally around always whenever things were down in the dumps lynn would speak he'd tell people everything's fine relax chill but he backed up his play when he was saying those things now he sucks and or he other than that one start so i mean do you have a lance take that's gonna light the world on fire like your Tigers take? Well, I certainly don't have a Steve Stone take on it. That's for sure. Dick had <laughs> thing to say. For those of you who don't know, he said on the radio a couple weeks ago that Lance needs to start eating some salads. Um, I could use a salad or two, but Lance is doing just fine. And and you know the, the criticism is because of the pitch clock, and I, you know, I think Lance is really struggling with the pitch clock because I, I I wouldn't say that he was a slow worker before. Uh, but he certainly likes to work on his own terms. And Lance just can't seem to get comfortable with this pitch clock. Um, I will say the his last start, it was the best he's looked, and he looked dominant. In the game where he no-hit, what was it, the raise into like the seventh inning or sixth inning, he looked great, and then he just kind of fell off. So I think Lance is starting to settle in. The problem is, Lance is the kind of guy that doesn't tell you when he's tired. At least that's how I interpret it. I, I haven't seen it, and I think Tony kind of knew that about his guy. I feel like Pedro is starting to kind of get to know these guys after you know a solid month and a half of the season, kind of how they are and, and their quirks. And Lance's quirk is he will not tell you if he's getting gassed. Um, certainly you can see it, but he doesn't like the pitch clock either, which helps gas him a little faster. So – there's no hot take here other than Lance is going to settle in once he gets used to the pitch clock. I agree. Have you heard anything about this eye pitch? I've not. 
Apparently, there's a thing called eye pitch that hitters are using. And, you know, Ozzie Guillen went on the post game yesterday and was like shitting on all the players who were using it. But the players who have been most vocal about using it have been uh, Jake Berger and Gavin Sheets, who have, without any shadow of a doubt, been two of the three best hitters on the team in the last little stretch here. And I'm curious. I don't know anything about this eye pitch. I'm about to do some extensive research on it, and I'll have it ready by South Burbs Hitman on Monday. But, like, I just wanted to know if you had heard anything about it. But if you haven't, that's okay, because I am i don't know anything about it truly yet either. I have not. I just did a quick Google, and it's the most advanced pitching machine available. Um, changes between most pitches in under five seconds. The machine aims automatically. Interesting. Um sounds sick sounds like something i want to play with yeah it sounds expensive <laughs> it sounds very expensive it sounds like based on what you described like it throws a fastball and then five seconds later has the ability to throw like a curve like i or a yes. slider. So, and this this is the brief synopsis quickly yeah i pitch is the most advanced pitching machine available random sequences a pitch a new pitch is selected every time a ball is thrown hitters won't know which pitch is next Program sequences can be achieved, but uh, you can also create predefined sequence of pitches to compare hitter performance or simulate a specific at bat. That is freaking awesome. That is so cool. Yeah, man. That's uh, I'm really interested now to learn more, but that's just a quick, the quick Google search. Well, our guy Burger and our guy Sheets love it. And wow. I can't wait to learn more about this because I, I can imagine like, like let's say you're going into a game, you got a series coming up against the Rays and you really want to be prepared for like McClanahan, right? Mm-hmm. You could have a coach sitting there going with like historical data to decide how to set up this machine based on what McClanahan is likely to do. I just think that's, that's like so cool. Yeah. And it- it's literally, literally get, helps you shake trouble with a certain pitch, which I don't know if you saw Jake's home run yesterday. Oh yeah. Um, I want to say it was a splitter or, mm-hmm. and he was so patient with that at bat. Go back and watch that home run. He reaches out. It's almost like, I, I didn't want to say he knew it was coming, but like, it's like he was prepared for it. So I think this explains a lot. And you know, you're seeing a lot of Jake with patience behind the plate. They were making fun of him for making a lot of swings, but as as they said yesterday, after the home run ball, you can't hit him out of the park if you don't swing. So, um, yeah, nothing bugs me more than like a patient approach, and then you go down looking. Like it's fine if you are like patient, and you draw a walk, but like there are guys like Mancata going down on a ball right down the middle. You know, at least Jake, he's taking hacks, so. So you can be patient and still swing like like Jake is swinging a lot, but he's patient in terms of waiting for the ball to get to the bat. Yes, which is what we like to see. And credit to Jake, credit to iPitch. I'm sure there are guys who don't like it and that's fine. But yeah, I don't know about the ripping on players for using it thing. That just seems crazy to me. Yeah, I don't. I, I guess I don't know enough about it. Why they would, why someone would rip them? They're just working on their game. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, it is the world we live in. You got to find something to roast everyone on. Um, but yeah, the White Sox, sixteen and twenty-eight. 
before we head off the White Sox, is there anything you want to throw out there about this team that you want the people to know? Prediction maybe. Like I know we kind of discussed what we think could happen with them, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Just a I mixed think- bag. Yeah, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna sweep the the Royals this weekend. I really do. Um, first off, they need to. They really need to. And uh, most of all, I think. I think keep an eye on that. Uh, on the good old fashioned chemistry in that clubhouse, because I don't know if you've noticed, but I have the the dugouts. The last two games, these guys look like they're kind of finally getting that clubhouse bond. Like there was a mic'd up video of Jake Berger that went live the other day. I think it was yesterday. Um, and Elvis Andrews and Jake Berger just kind of like, you know, messing around. And I think it's all good for the clubhouse, you know? So that's the main thing I wanted to cover. And then I was, as I'm talking here, I'm pulling up the Jake Berger home run just so I can show you guys how patient he was in this at bat, just because I want to have it for you guys to be able to see. So give me one second. So I pull that yeah. up the visual of Jake Berger taking advantage of some of the information that he's picked up over the last, you know, year being able to drive this ball out. I, I think it's, I'm a fan. I can't wait to learn more. I want to hit off one. Oh, there's Andrews. Sorry. It's good. It goes from Andrews right into Jake's. So yeah, well, Andy had a really good game yesterday too. And I'm certain he's probably in on the whole eye pitch thing as well. Oh yeah. Just a 90 mile an hour. No, it was a four seamer. I thought it was a splitter. It could have been a splitter though. And the thing picked it up as a four seamer because a splitter is a fastball Uh, going 90. Let's watch the replay. It kind of looked like a splitter. Yeah. It going 92 instead of 99 makes me think it was a splitter. Oh, what a guy, what a hitter just took that thing and drove it to Pluto. Absolutely awesome. So, yeah, love we it. love Jake. And I, I stand by what I said on South Burbs Hitman. Yeah, when, we'll tweet a nice little thing about Gavin Sheets or Andy or Luis Robert when they hit a home run. But when Jake Berger hits one, we're like, Jake Berger, let's go. You're right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hang on. Sorry. I got something I got to tell you, Vin. Tell me. I went into the iPitch website. How much do you think it costs? Oh, Jesus. For and there's multiple models. There's a baseball model, softball. You can get upper end, but for the lowest end model of an eye pitch pitch machine, just take a guess. I have high expectations, so I'm thinking, is it like ten thousand dollars? It's more than that. It's more than ten thousand dollars. Yep. Holy fuck! <laughs> it's more than ten k. Hmm. Oh my God. I would have to save for like, I would have to truly save and eat ramen for like two, not two years, but a long ass time while taking care of responsibilities in order to pick up a freaking pitch clock. All right. Let's say 15,000. The lowest end model is 14,000. Um, it's, it's, and it says here in the description that it's used by over 20 major league teams. So that tells you one thing. Um, but yeah. there's an XL model that has higher release point for more realistic pitch trajectory. So that's the one I'm sure the major league clubs are using. So the XL model is, ooh, it's on sale today for 14100 I think I would just go the extra 100 right? <laughs> like, well, not? yeah, of course, <laughs> for the trajectory, sure. Yeah. 
Wow, I'm saving up. Get me the ramen. Get me ramen, uh, peanut butter and jelly. I'm getting me one. It's made in the USA. Here's all the feature sets, and then we can move on. Sorry to take this whole segment People up. People want to hear I, about eye pitch. I had to I'm throw it in there. I'm obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with it. So changes pitches in three to six seconds, randomly programmed sequences, 16 built-in pitches with pitchers. Oh, there's real pitchers that you can emulate. Uh, 16 built-in pitchers with 140 pitches, custom pitches to simulate any pitcher, pitch speeds from 50 to 100 miles an hour, spin rates of 0 to 3,000 RPM, it can upgrade your system by using an app. And then, of course, the Excel option is a 74-inch trajectory compared to a 58-inch for the standard. Um, and then it includes a ga- Galaxy tablet that's attached to the device and a five-year warranty made I in the USA. One. I want one so bad. Oh, my God. That is awesome. I don't even know like how I would truly utilize it because like I would want to hit off of it. So I would need somebody else to help me operate it. But oh my God, I'm obsessed with it. I'm setting a picture of it as my phone background so each that I pitch, can keep... Sorry, each each pitch can be aimed for any of nine zones. So like you can put it in your, in your cold spot and try to work on that. Wow. That is unbelievable. And it's not made by Apple, right? Because I know it's iPitch. I know like... I don't I've, believe so. I just always assumed Apple had like a a patent on putting I in front of stuff, but Vinny, here's, here's something for you. They are based out of Illinois, Mount Vernon, Illinois. Oh, spin maybe we'll get a little sports. discount then. Yeah. Spinball sports sponsor the pod. I pitch sponsor the pod. I'll make videos for days with this thing. I'll sell you 10 units a week. Vinny, go, go follow, go follow spinball sports on Twitter. Spin... I just did ball sports got it oh my cool, cool stuff i learned something new today this is cool stuff oh technology is amazing God. i want to play with one so bad this is sick i love it i'm i'm all in let's go yeah, i want to see how it works me too. I will be YouTubing videos. I, I did think we would. I did plan. I have it in my notes to bring the eye pitch conversation to the table on this show. Little did I know we would spend 10 minutes dissecting the damn machine. Yeah. I, I didn't even know what it was until today. And now I'm like super intrigued by it. Yeah. That's awesome. Can't believe it. Really cool. Credit to Jake Berger and Gavin Cheats for using it to raise their OPS the way that it did too, though. I mean. Clearly something's working. Yeah, for real. Um, but yeah, Joe, that's fun White Sox conversation. Let's move yeah. over to the dark side, Chicago Cubs. Sure, sure. Little, little bit of a slide. Um, mm-hmm. Really hot start to the season, but they've lost a bunch in a row. He- or not in a row. Or have they lost a bunch in a row? The Chicago Cubs, in their last couple games, they've lost five in a row. And they are now yeah, 19 and 24. I was going to say, it was at least three or four, so five. Yeah, five in a row. Um, they're in third in the division, tied with the Cincinnati Reds, 
who are five and five in their last ten. You know, the, for the Red, it's funny because the Reds being nineteen and twenty four is impressive. The Cubs being nineteen and twenty four is not because of expectations and the start to the season. But like, I kind of do see the NL Central in a similar light to the AL Central. Division kind of stinks. The you know the Brew Crew's leading it at twenty four and nineteen. I think the Brew Crew and the Twins, they're both good teams. I don't think either of them are great teams. Like, I think the Braves would smoke the Brew Crew. I oh, for think, sure. I think the Dodgers would smoke the Brew Crew. Um, the National League isn't as strong as I thought it was going to be halfway through May, it's but definitely not. Like the Mets are low, the Phillies are low, uh, the Padres are low, like the Cardinals are really low. Like the National League, not what I thought. The American League is actually probably better up to this point. Um, I, yes, the Twins would be in last place of the AL East which is weird, but um, yeah. What's your take on the Cubs? Man, I was, I was selling high on them, uh, you know, to start the season and they came out hot and they kind of cooled off, but that division is, I don't want to say it it stinks, but it's certainly not what I thought it was going to be. The Cardinals have really underperformed. They're not as bad as they're playing. I can promise you that. And the Brew Crew is typical Brew Crew. The Pirates, I don't know if they're an illusion or not, but they appear to be potentially the real deal here. Um, when are Cubs... you? When are you not? When are you not an illusion? June. I think it's got to be June. I think if you're midway through June and you're still in first place and you're playing good ball, then you're not an illusion. That's Skyler fair. says they're the team that he thought they would be. You know, I'm I think surprised. the Cubs are better than they're, they're better than they're playing right now. The Cubs. I do. I agree. And freaking that game yesterday. Did you Did you see what happened in that game yesterday? I did not. And like they were, they were winning six to three in the ninth, and the Astros scored four runs in the bottom of the ninth, capped off by a Kyle Tucker two run scoring hit that walked off the Cubs for the Astros and. You know, finish that series for them. Um, it really, really pissed me off because I parlayed the Cubs and the White Sox as an all Chicago baseball parlay, and the White Sox took care of their business against the Guardians, and the Cubs lost in devastating fashion, and I didn't hit my parlay. So I will never be doing that again. Thank you, Cubs. Yeah. Thanks, Cubs. <laughs> uh, thanks, thanks, Cubs. Cubs. For the guy with the appendectomy. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think uh, I think they are better. Um, that's so – Skylar brings up a point I wanted to bring up. People are turning on David Ross and not loving the way he's managing uh, the bullpen in any way or just the team in general. What do you think? You know, I, I, I cannot – fault david ross here i understand the frustration it's kind of like the similar frustration that the Sox fans have with pedro Grafal right now he does not have a lot of talent in that bullpen he knows that the starters have been okay uh they don't have the greatest bullpen in the world and i don't fault david ross i mean sure did he make a couple boneheaded decisions yes but at the end of the day, when you don't have a guy that's going to be consistently amazing every single day, you know, 
how do you how do you do it when you don't have a lot of quality there? David Ross knows that this team's not going to contend this year. I mean, I thought that they might have a shot at a wild card spot, but it doesn't appear that way just right now for me personally. But bullpen is their weak spot. I mean, the offense has had moments of greatness. You know, their starters have had moments of greatness. I would argue that the bullpen has not had any greatness this year, except for that one. Was it this year they did the combined no hitter or they were close to a combined no, no. I don't know. Maybe I'm making things up, but yeah, you're not. Um, I just, Skylar brings up bringing in Falmer. Like um, that's their closer though. Right. Like, and they use Hughes and he gives up the, the game winning hit. And I just, their offense has slowed down, right? Like Bellinger, not as good as advertised. I kind of saw that coming. Uh, Hosmer has been terrible. I love seeing um, Matt Mervis hit his first career home run. Um, I I do think the Cubs, they, I don't know if, will they finish with a better record than the White Sox? I don't know. I think it's possible. Uh, You you don't think it's possible? No, no, it's definitely possible. Um, They'll probably be pretty close. The Crosstown series will be interesting this year. Yeah, I want everyone... I want everyone chanting, we both suck. And I want both owners to hear it loud and proud. Um, like <laughs> There was a point in like 2019 or something. Like, I think it was 2019 the, when the Devils would play the Rangers. They would chant, we both suck. We both suck. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think that should be the case during the Crosstown series this year. No, they both suck. Um, I don't like taping up a rebuild i don't i like going all in on a rebuild or not it fails for some people it failed for the white Sox. it worked for the astros it worked for the cubs the first time around but like i never understood signing bellinger or hosmer like it just didn't make much sense to me i understand signing a guy Mm -hmm. like tucker barnhart a really good defensive catcher who you know can help some of these young pitchers grow their game but like we wanted them on the Sox. Yeah, exa- oh, I wanted him on the sock so bad. Um, that was my biggest thing two years ago. I want, and then he goes to the Tigers of all teams. And then when he leaves the Tigers, he goes to the Cubs. Like, what mm-hmm. are we doing here, Tucker? Um, but yeah, I, for the sake of this show and town being more fun and baseball being more fun, I want both teams to be good. You know, I did yeah. that Chicago parlay yesterday. That is me showing a sign of maturity. Okay, I haven't writ- written one mean tweet about the Cubs this season. Not one. I haven't talked trash about and I I also believe in you look like an idiot if you talk trash about another team when your team sucks. Like <laughs> I I, yeah, I do believe point. that. Like I like who am I to make fun of the Cubs right now? It's, I'll I'll probably get back to making fun of them if both teams are good, because it'll be all in good fun. But right now, you just look like an idiot if you make fun of either side. Unless you're like a Brewers fan or, you know, a Braves fan. They're my second favorite team, Mm -hmm. but I can't claim them as my number one team or, you know, my favorite National League team, I should say. But I would never use Braves, you know, conversation to, like, rip on the Cubs. Like, you just can't do that. You look like an idiot. So, yeah. Hopefully they both get back into contention so us and all of our Cubs friends could keep taking jabs at each other all summer because right now it's just lame sauce. Yeah, it, is, it has been kind of lame sauce. sauce um, 
I, I toss on some Cub games, you know, I just when I want to watch a few minutes of Chicago sports that when the Sox aren't playing or whatever. And, you know, it's the potentials there. It's just they need some bullpen help real bad. As Skyler keeps saying in the chat, the bullpen's not good. Um, he mentioned here that uh, Azalea should be the option. Fulmer's been trash all year. I mean, yes, it's true. That's true. Um, oh, by the way, you were right. It was uh, it wasn't a combined no hitter. They had a no hitter like into the ninth, and drawing a blank on their catcher's name, veteran, good player for a long time. He like bulldozed the pitcher when he was trying to make the twenty eighth out. I believe it was, and they ended up not getting the out at first. I watched pretty much that whole game, and couldn't believe. Couldn't believe that that's how it ended, but that's how it ended. Oh, that's another guy, Swanson. Dansby Swanson. Mm-hmm. Love Dansby. Unbelievable player. Um, produces at a high level. He His bat has really developed in the last couple years, and he's always been an elite defensive shortstop. So, you know, I do think, uh, I do think there's a chance. Oh, he brings up Morel's continued development. Yeah, Morel's outstanding. I mean, he's their burger. He's like, what are you doing in the AAA? What are you doing in AAA? And then he comes up and all he does is mash bombs. It's like, what are we doing? Yeah. He is their Jake Burger. Just always produces. And I can't believe I thought Abreu would hit his first home run of the year against the Cubs because he loves playing the Cubs. But, like, I don't get how he has zero. Still hasn't done it. I can't believe it. His OPS is terrible. Like the White Sox probably made a good decision. Hate to say it. I mean, let's be honest. Jose had enough for the front office, so he left. Yeah, and then he goes down to Houston and sucks. Um, you hate to see it. Um, Joe, is there any like story going on in baseball right now? And this is how we could close the show because we did have some good conversation about the White Sox and the Cubs. They both stink. Nobody wants to hear it, but you know, at least they're fun. I do think both teams are fun. Each team has a storyline or two that like will keep me invested all season long. I like seeing Morrell play. I like seeing Mervis play. Um, Seiya Suzuki finally getting hot. Two home runs yesterday. Like, mm-hmm. let's go Seiya Suzuki. Um, big fan of his. I love Dansby. I'm going to keep watching Dansby. Dansby could go play uh, in the Japanese league, and I would still be watching him. Like, I love Dansby. Um, yeah. The White Sox. Jake Berger's fun. Gavin Sheets is vocal these days. Um, Luis mm-hmm. Robert Jr. is like an MVP candidate right now. Um, you know, the progression of Dylan Cease, maybe. Um, will Giolito get traded? Like, what are we going to get for him? Like, there's all sorts of great things to watch for both teams. And that's why I'm going to continue is. doing this show and enjoy that. But across all baseball, there's a lot of cool things going on right now. This is a great sport. What are you looking at? Well, I don't know if this is a cool thing or not. It's been a controversial thing. I got to get your thoughts on this, Finn. Have you seen this? Okay, that's what I was going to bring up to. That is what I was going to bring up to. I, you want to go first on it or you want me to go first on it? I, I'll let you go first on it. I think anybody that thinks Aaron Judge is cheating needs to chill. Okay, I know it's the Yankees. You hate the Yankees. You probably hate Judge because he's so good and he mashes home runs against your favorite team. He was looking at something. Whether it's the first base coach picking up something or something, great. 
or he's trying to get a peripheral view of the catcher, right? Like, you know, is he sliding over a little bit? Is he going to, does that mean a curveball's coming? He is trying to gain an advantage there. I believe there's no way, but uh, do I think they're like do, going to extreme measures to cheat? Absolutely not. And he follows it up the next game. But, and you could tell he's doing it on purpose. He's focused at nothing but the pitcher. And he hits it to Pluto again. Again, three home runs in two days for the judge man. I'm all in on judge. I'm going to buy a Yankees judge jersey and wear it all over town because of how disgusted I am with people who saying stuff about him. Now, if you disagree with me, I'm going to feel like a pile of garbage. But I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I, I just want to point out that it's if you're tipping pitches, it's not illegal to to capitalize on that. You yeah. Know? So there's obviously some signs. There's there's something going on. I judge said that he was getting chirped at in the in the stands, which I think is a load of BS. Um, he's definitely looking at something. So he's he lied in that respect. But I don't think he's a cheater. I think he was tipping his pitches, and. You know, maybe there's a sign. I don't know which dugout's on that side. Is that the is that the Jays dugout? I think he's yeah looking looking in that direction. So, you know, there must be some sort of tipping going on. I don't think it's necessarily sign stealing. I just think that he's tipping his pitches. Judges all over it. The Yankees were all over it. I think that's the end of the story for me. Some people say you know he's a cheater. I just I don't see it. I completely agree. I think he is looking at something that tells him what's coming. But I think that is Judge being a gamer. They are not, in my opinion, going to extreme lengths to steal signs. There is no technology and trash can banging or anything like that going on here. I think in this one instance, with this one particular pitcher, he they found a flaw. And when you find a flaw in your opposing pitcher, you are going to go for it. And he hit it to Pluto. He hit it to Pluto. There's no doubt. And it's also on the road. So like nobody's stealing signs on the road. Even the Astros weren't stealing on the road. If you look at their road splits in 2017, they were significantly better at home. Why? Because they were stealing signs that didn't happen on the road though. Um, I think Altuve had one hit on the road in the 2017 World Series, but he had like 10 at home. Like it was something it is something crazy like that. And, you know, I just I don't think the Yankees or Judge are going out of their way. I think that one pitcher was tipping his pitches and the one pitcher did come out and say he was tipping his pitches after the game. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just good baseball awareness, really. Yeah, and you know what? Baseball is always going to be synonymous with cheating. I think I legitimately think like a hundred years would have to go by with not a single incident um, for that stigma to change, because like we all just like we need to die. Like you and I will always remember the 2017 Astros for as long as we live, and oh, for sure, like that stigma will always kind of be there unless another cheating scandal comes and reminds. Because we, I would say. The younger generation had the Astros. Our young learning baseball days was the steroid era. Like, you know, and those two things are relatively close to each other in terms of the overall baseball timeline. Um, 
But yeah, and Travis brings up a great point here. When Bernie Mac calls out the pitcher for dropping his elbow on breaking balls, that is exactly how you hit. And people don't understand that. You are looking, if you go up there guessing what the pitcher is going to throw every single time, you, you're you not going to succeed. You have to really do your homework and your research on what could be coming. Jake Berger knew yesterday that a meatball was going to be coming over the plate somehow. Otherwise, he would have swung right through it. You know, in order yeah. to hit a 99-mile-an-hour fastball, you essentially have to begin the motion of your swing at the release point of the pitcher. That wasn't the case on that Berger home run yesterday. It, so, like, you have to study and look for patterns, and that's why most of us end up suck at hitting by the time we're 18 years old because we can't pick up on what pitchers are doing anymore. We as hitters have an advantage all through our youth because we're hitters are normally stronger, or like smart, like it's easier to pick up just see ball, hit ball. But then once these pitchers, we start getting to be 14, 15, 16 years old, and they start developing their junk and mixing it in with higher velocity pitches, that's when we all start to suck at hitters and then realize we're never going to make it to Major League Baseball and go get a job. Like that's the difference. That's right. And that's what that's what separates Aaron Judge from me and you. And they, he was doing whatever he's got to do to get a competitive advantage with the pitch. I don't think there was like the there's there's like there's gamesmanship and then there's maliciously level cheating, and that's what they had in the Yankee game. Well, they I, had I'm, cheating that game, by the way, not from Judge though. You know. Oh this, yeah. So. Okay. Okay. Dive into this freaking sticky um, stuff. I can never pronounce his last name. Do you know how to pronounce it the right way? Um. Here, let me see if I look at Hang it, on, like, pull it up. properly. I know who you're talking about. He had the stuff all over his pants. Um, Domingo, no, was it Germán? Yeah. Oh, Domingo Herman. Herman, that's it. It's Herman. Um, yeah. So normally with the ejected. Spanish. Yeah, yeah go the ahead. G is an H. Yeah. Uh, so Domingo Herman got ejected because of sticky substance on him you could you could actually see it on his pants and i'm pretty um uh, he got suspended for 10 games by major league baseball um apparently they found that it's not resin and it's they didn't say what it was um maybe it looked like spider tack it looked like spider tack but i don't want to speculate but it certainly could have been it, it looked like it, it was on his pants so you're getting people, uh, Sports Talk Radio is lit, lighting up about this today. I, I, I listen to Mad Dog Sports Radio every morning when I drop my daughter off, Vinny. I listen to Morning Men on Mad Dog Sports Radio. And they were talking about this, trying to compare what he did and why did Herman get suspended, but Scherzer did not. And the, comparing the two, but Scherzer was using resin. It was proven that it was resin. This, I don't think, was. It looks like spider tack. So I'll, I'll, I'll let you chime in, Vin, but uh, that is blatant cheating. <laughs> yeah, that's blatant cheating that's illegal now. It wasn't illegal three years ago, but we all remember the fiasco in 2021. It freaking started with the White Sox. I'll never forget it. Um, or it didn't start with the White Sox, but the whole fiasco with Glasnow was against the White Sox at Guaranteed Ray Field. I was at that game. Um and I just I think this whole sticky thing it like died for a minute and now it's back. And I don't know what guys are thinking if they're 
using things that are obvious, so obviously visible. Um, I do think there are probably some people that figured out a couple different loopholes to what's going on with the whole thing. Obviously, Domingo Herman is too much of an idiot, though, to realize that when you have a big brown stain on your pants, you either messed yourself or you have sticky stuff on you. And I don't think you could mess yourself out of the front as far as I'm concerned. So it would be it'd be impressive. At least of that color. You could mess yourself in the front, but I think it'd be just a little more liquidy substance where like this stuff on his front pants that looks like turd. Mm-hmm. Dude, you either got turd on your pants or you got some sticky substance that's helping you throw nasty and, sliders. And Aaron Boone threw his threw his player under the bus. He blamed it strictly on the pitcher. So um you know. I don't see I don't do you think that that's throwing it under the bus? Because like, dude, you, you no, got, no, no, no. Like, so he's not throwing him under player, the bus. But he's he's doing the manager thing, and he's basically saying like, yeah, that's that's on him. Yeah, absolutely, and yeah, it is it is kind of throwing him under the bus a little bit because a lot of times managers will like blindly have their guys back, but like I kind of like the manager being like, eh, you know, I, I really I I can either lie here and look like an idiot, or I could just tell you all the truth. Like when Aaron Boone chose to tell the truth, he's probably on the hot seat in general. So, yeah. you know, if I were Aaron Might Boone, well. I probably would be letting it fly because like the mm-hmm. Yankees, you know, and I, this is speaking as a White Sox fan, so I'm not, you know, ripping on anyone. But the Yankees are 25 and 20, which is nice. It would be leading the AL Central. But unfortunately for the Yankees, they don't play in the AL Central. They play in the AL East and they are in fourth place one game or half a game ahead of the Boston Red Sox. So they did take the series from the Jays overall. They lost yesterday. Did you see yesterday's game? I wrote about it in my White Sox notes today because um, I do a little MLB update as well in my White Sox notes. And uh, you can read that at southsideshowdown.com. The right. White or the Yankees and Blue Jays were tied at zero going into the uh, 10th inning. And then the Blue Jays hit a walk-off three-run home run in the bottom of the 10th to win the game by a score of three to nothing. Um, But the Yankees won the two leading up to that Um, judge hits home runs. They win, but you know, it is what it is. It's an interesting week. Um, Obviously other baseball notes, continue watching Shohei Otani. Like just enjoy that dude as much as you can. Like just stupid, good pitcher mashing bombs. Um, I think he's super elite at both. And then, you know, keep riding or dying with your Cubs or White Sox. One of them will stop sucking soon enough, I think. Yeah, and and as we were speaking of White Sox, I don't know if you saw, but James Fagan just tweeted out, Pedro Grafal said it will be either a live BP or a bullpen for Liam Hendricks tomorrow. They'll evaluate him afterwards, but no firm declaration on when he'll be activated. Very good. If I had to guess, based on that, he'll pitch in Charlotte early next week. And then he'll be up with the White Sox probably right at the tail end of May. Maybe early end of June, which will be really, really cool. I was hoping I'd see him activated tomorrow, but that won't be the case. Yeah. You might see Garrett Crochet pitch for the first time tomorrow, though. If they don't use him today, I would almost lock it in. Um, Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Um I hope they're not waiting to like be killing someone or to be killed to use him. I I want to see Garrett Crochet come into a situation where he needs to get three outs quickly. Um, yeah, same. You know, Garrett Crochet was a first round pick, and he had Tommy John surgery over a year ago. 
Like, if you don't want to run his pitch clock up, like with Kopech early on, I get that. Cool. But, like, the situation, it's not going to hurt his arm any more or less if it's something where, we're like, we need to see his talent right now. Um, yeah. That's just my opinion on it. But, Joe, I can't thank you enough for coming on and spending some time with me here today. Hey, man, no um, problem. A little bit of a switching around with this show going on at the Barroom Network. I'm not positive how it's going to look in the long term, but I'm I'm not giving up on Crosstown Crosstalk. I'll tell you that much for free. Yeah, well, we'll for the time being, we'll I'll try to maneuver it and fit it in a time that works both for us. So absolutely amazing. So maybe I'll see you next week. Maybe you'll be behind the scenes next week. Uh, that's entirely up to you. You you are welcome to permanently host this show with me. I don't care. Um, I love it. I think we have great conversation. Um, yeah, for sure, it's man. Good stuff, man. Uh, we might have a football themed episode coming up soon too. Um, I have a friend who wants to come on the show who works for the Chicago bears and we might be having a half baseball, half football episode coming up here soon. And I I want everybody to, you know, look forward to that. Um, again, white Sox are going to play the, uh, the Cleveland guardians to end their series here today, just in a couple hours at one ten. Um, and then you can look up at the Cubs, who are off today. They play a new series starting against the defending National League champion Philadelphia Phillies starting tomorrow over the weekend. The White Sox will be home against the Royals all weekend. Joe Mando will be there tomorrow. Make sure you go find him and buy him a beer. Follow him on Twitter, ah. at Joe Mando. Joe, is there anything you want to say before we head out? Let's go finish the sweep of the Guardians today. Let's sweep the Royals this weekend. And uh, maybe we'll feel a little bit better come Monday on Monday's show. It'll be the opposite of what it was last week. So um, with that said, I love your show, Vinny. Always great stuff per usual. Uh, Can't wait to see what happens with the Sox and the rest of baseball this weekend. Absolutely. Can't wait. Go White Sox. Uh, I'm sure there's some people saying go Cubs. I'll have fun this weekend. Phillies, good stuff. Um, Another thing, Red Sox Padres. Enjoy that this weekend. That's a big one. That's a series where both teams are trying to come out of a little funk. Uh, Bogart's playing against the Red Sox for the first time ever. Highly recommend. That's my highly recommend of the weekend. Make sure you follow at Joe Mandel on Twitter. I'm at Vinny Parisi on Twitter. And as always, thank you for listening. Another happy landing. (laughs) 